Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, this is um, one of the craziest times that you could ever possibly imagine. My intention originally was to go over uh, aluminum in vaccines. Is it safe or dangerous? But the something happened last week that's tremendous. Uh, I got a couple of questions. Is our government protecting us or is our government protecting the pharmaceutical industry? Uh, well, I got to tell you, last week there was a meeting, and this is for the House Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigations. Uh, this is the title of the meeting, Confronting a Growing Public Threat, Measles Outbreaks in the U.S. Now, this was also broadcast live on C-SPAN, so this is a big deal. Now, they had a couple of doctors up there that they were interviewing. Now, figure, picture, picture this, U.S. House Subcommittee, a group of congressmen up there uh, talking about how, um, you know, what would happen if we ever stopped vaccines? And, and of course, you know, you have the doctors, the all-knowing, all-seeing doctors saying, oh, it would be horrible, you know, there'd be deaths everywhere. And so it was a completely staged event. However, uh, Anthony uh, Fauci, okay, medical doctor, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Uh, now, he either co- told a complete lie or he has no clue at what vaccines do. Uh, in fact, the, um, the crowd that was listening was so aghast that they... Um, well, they caused the uh, the chairperson, Diana DeJet, uh to bang her gavel and say, quiet down. Okay, so here's what happens. Now, you can get this on YouTube. Uh, so far, they still haven't wiped it out. Or you can go to the vaccinereaction.org. Okay, and this is, I'm going to have the links tonight for our health talk. Uh, but let me just read this. Now, all the questions that were asked by the, the uh, group, the, the subcommittee, were very, very mellow. You know, like, um, gee, you know, are, are, does the vaccine save lives? You know, no hard-hitting questions like, why is there an autism epidemic? Have the ingredients ever been tested? And so um, one, uh, the representative from Kentucky, uh, Brett Guthrie, asked a question that was not scripted. Quote, I want to look at some of the concerns. I've heard parents claim that measles vaccine can cause brain inflammation, nose encephalitis. Is that true? Is that true? And Dr. Fauci answered, brain inflammation, encephalitis? Representative Guthrie persisted, can measles vaccine cause encephalitis? The vaccine. And Dr. Fauci said, the vaccine? No. That's when the audience broke out in an audible gasp, disbelief. Uh, the, the chairman brought down the gavel and literally said, manifestations of approval or disapproval of these proceedings is in violation of the House rules and this committee. And then Fauci broke out and said, well, rare. Uh, now, the Messonnier, another doctor that was sitting next to Fauci, and this is the director of the uh, CDC's National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases. She stated, 
In healthy children, MMR vaccine does not cause brain swelling and encephalitis. So Representative Guthrie asked, so if a child was unhealthy when they got the vaccine, would it? The doctor replied, there are rare instances of children with certain specific underlying problems with their immune system in whom vaccines, uh, the vaccine is contraindicated. One of those reasons it's contraindicated in that very specific group of children, there is a rare risk of brain swelling. Representative Guthrie asked, but would a parent know their child was in that category before? And Messonnier, Dr. Messonnier answered, um, certainly, that's why parents should talk to their doctor. Not only is that just misdirection, uh, just public abuse, it is insane. Talk to the doctor. Doctor, have you done a DNA sensitivity test on my child? Oh, there isn't one? You know, you can say that the MTHFR gene is a contributing factor, but is that going to be the gene? No. Medical doctors are not all-seeing, all-knowing. Nobody can know what the measles vaccine is going to do to a child, let alone the 72 doses of different vaccines that they're going to get before they're 18. Uh, It's insane. Now, we also, and this was yesterday, um, childrenshealthdefense.org, and I encourage you, because this is where your rights are being taken away as we speak. There is another um, uh, uh, meeting and another subcommittee where they're trying to get all of these senators and congressmen fired up to limit your rights. Now, uh, February 14th, so a couple of weeks ago, Congressman Adam B. Schiffman suggested that Facebook and YouTube and Instagram all start to censor their information in order to um, not confuse the public. Because if the public is being told one thing by the government, they they should just go along with the government. They shouldn't have any misinformation out there because they want um, the shiftman wants the government to uh, force companies to um, censor themselves and censor the content, anything that's not going along the party lines. And I'm reading this stuff and I'm going, my God, this is America. This is America the land of the free, home of the brave. I mean, granted, we're looking at censorship in North Korea, in China, in Russia. Some countries in Europe have a lot of censorship. But I thought that we had that, what was that, First Amendment, freedom of speech? But no. In fact, the the tenets of the vaccine protocol are so weak, they cannot um, win on science alone. All they can say is, look, You know, it reduces the incidence of measles. Measles are going up. We've got to have this vaccine. Forget any choice. You've got to shoot everybody with it. And you have all of these scientists saying, look, with the massive amounts of vaccines, the massive neurotoxins, our population is not healthier since we've introduced these vaccines. And in fact, the opposite is true. We have 54% of our children have a chronic illness or disease. Um, and that they'll never recover from. Forget about the 1 in 38 with autism that is going to literally cost the country $1 trillion a year by 2025. 
so let's look at one of the advocates for your freedom, childrenhealthdefense.org. Childrenshealthdefense.org. I encourage you to go to that site. And this is run by Robert Kennedy, but I mean, these guys are amazing. They have a group of attorneys that are true advocates for health. So they wrote a letter to Dr. Mr. Zuckerberg, the Facebook um, guy. And I want to read this to you because this is brilliant. Um, Dear Mr. Zuckerberg, in his letter dated to you February 14, 2019, Congressman Adam Schiffman suggested that your company has a responsibility to ensure that the information Facebook users see about vaccines is truthful and accurate. We, too, are highly concerned that the public is being misinformed about vaccines, and we agree Facebook should, could play a positive role in helping resolve this problem. But we strongly disagree that the means by which Facebook can do so is by preventing users from seeing information that calls the, into question the government's policies related to vaccines. For your company to take on a role suggested by Mr. Schiff, um, you would essentially be engaging in the practice of censoring information about vaccines on behalf of the government. When he says certain information uh, threatens public health, what he really means is that it threatens public health policy. Uh, i got I to read this one last part because this is great. Children's Health Defense, man, these guys write brilliantly. Okay, this is the last paragraph, and I encourage you to get on there to read this entire article because it's clear, it's concise, it's brilliant. Um, quote, on one point at least, we wholeheartedly agree with Mr. Schiff, um, which is that this is an important topic that deserves all our serious attention. It is regrettable that instead of seriously addressing the issue and substantively addressing patients' legitimate concerns, he has chosen to instead to try and silence critical and dissenting voices. We hope that Facebook will not do such a disservice to its users as to assist him in his efforts. We hope that instead of stifling debate, your company will recognize the value to society of facilitating the exchange of ideas that is so necessary for humanity to progress. Thank you for your time and consideration. I mean, brilliant. You know, you've, you've got to look because this is a very exciting time. So let, let's actually look into this because let's look at the, um, uh, the, the, the Fauci who says that there is no, um, the vaccines do not cause encephalitis or brain swelling. Well, if you look at the vaccine injury table, now this is the table from the CDC on damages that they feel that can be caused by the vaccine that they will actually pay for. So the vaccines are so known to cause this that the CDC actually admits that they will pay for this. In 2016, they said the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine can cause anaphylaxis, anaphylaxis shock, encephalitis, encephalopathy, uh, and also acute complications or near death or disability. Well, they reworded that for 2018, but let's see what it says there. Uh, anaphylaxis, encephalopathy, encephalitis, uh, all can be caused by the MMR. Oh, it also can be caused by the DPT shot. So when we look at that, vaccines containing DPT, DPTAP, 
uh, DTP and Hib, all of those can cause encephalitis and encephalopathy. Now let's look, and I just want, because this is supposed to be an expert in vaccines, testifying before a, a Senate committee, a, a, a committee um, that's designed to look into a problem with the measles and measles vaccine. So they call these federal experts in, and the federal experts are supposed to give their professional opinion. But when their professional opinion is completely ignorant and unaware of the actual facts that the facts that these vaccines can cause damage. And then they either lie directly to the congressman or he doesn't know. If he is totally unaware that these, this is a medical procedure that can have negative effects on people and he's testifying before Congress, uh, we got to get some other expert in there. we got to get some sharp people. Because when you look at the package insert on the measles vaccine, under nervous system, the first words are there, encephalitis and encephalopathy. And then it goes on to talking about um, it can also cause subsclerosing panencephalitis. Now, I'm going to read this part, okay? Um, in this population, disseminated measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine virus infections have also been reported. Wait, let me back that up. That means you get the vaccine and you can actually catch some of these diseases. Uh, quote, there have been reports of subsclerosing panencephalitis in children who did not have a history of the infection uh, with the wild type of measles, but did receive the measles vaccine. Some of the cases may have resulted in unrecognized measles in the first year of life or possibly from the measles vaccination. End of quote. So this is on the package insert of the vaccine that you will be forced to injecting your child and injecting you, by the way, because this is part of the adult vaccine um, protocol. Yes, you will have to get these boosters. And you have somebody that's testifying before a U.S. House subcommittee on oversight and investigations, uh, either lying to the government or he just didn't even read the package insert. Um, pissed? Yeah, I could be pissed. Okay, so now we're going to have a number of different um, things tonight at our talk. And I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but this is time-sensitive material. Going on, and oh, and by the way, the package insert, okay, uh, I got off of the .fda.gov site. Yes, this is a federal government site. So it, it, it maybe, you know, because he works for the government, he doesn't want to look at the government stuff. I don't know. But he should at least know what he's injecting in people. You can go on this site, and they also say, under the side effects of the vaccine, quote, excretion of small amounts of the live attenuated rubella virus from the nose and throat has occurred in the majority of suspect susceptible individuals for between 7 and 28 days after the vaccination. So what does that mean? That means if you get the MMR shot, you can actually secrete the living rubella virus, which can cause autism and brain damage in people, um, through your nose. Now, don't worry, because the article goes on to state, and this is a package insert, by the way, 
consequently, transmission through personal contact, while accepted as theoretically possible, is not regarded as a significant risk. However, transmission of the rubella vaccine virus to infants via breast milk has been documented. Uh, okay, so we're, we're going to leave this because I'm going to go over and, and explain a couple more things that, that you can read if you read the package insert from the vaccine. Yes, Dr. Fauci, if you hear this, please read the package insert from what the manufacturer says can be caused by the vaccine. This way you won't look like such a moron in front of the next U.S. subcommittee you're testifying for. Well, let's look at the massive death rates before the vaccine. That's right, before the vaccine. So we're going to blow this crap out of the water. And we're looking between 1959 and 1962, you know, before the vaccine. Annually, there are about 4 million cases of, of measles. 4 million per year, every year. That means um, 1959, 4 million. 1960, 4 million. 1961, 4 million. 4 million cases a year out of 64 million kids. Now, most of those kids, we're talking 90%, they got they stayed home their parents took care of them they were fine about 10% of them around 400,000 went to the hospital because they either had secondary infection were nutrient deficient or something there was some problem okay so 4 million annual 400,000 reported now out of that 400,000 450 had died and this is where you get the craziness of one in a thousand people that get this die when it's really one in 10,000 now this was at the same time so one in 10,000 is very very small now if you're talking 400 people die out of um, that is a very very small percentage in fact it's uh, zero point three zero 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 one percent now if you look at uh say current autism rates and i'm just talking i mean you can associate vaccines with autism there's plenty of data on that i'm going to bring it up tonight at the health talk and i mean journal articles that are saying that it's not just um a, a cofactor or a contributing factor but it's actually a causative factor but the autism rates right now are 0.03. Okay, the, 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 yes, so you're talking a hundredfold increase of autism versus deaths from measles at the height, at the height of the epidemic um, without any vaccine. So, you know, it's, it's really a misinformation. Now, let's look at pre-vaccine era mortality. And you can get this information from physiciansforinformedconsent.org. How long will sites like this that put up facts and actual data be up? I don't know. I know one thing for sure, that if the government is fed misinformation by supposed experts, um, they're going to be wiping out this information. Welcome to the new censored America. So... Now, let's just look. Are there any benefits from getting measles? Oh, my gosh. How would you like to say that before a subcommittee? Uh, well, there are. There are studies that suggest a link between naturally acquired measles. You can have a reduced length of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Hodgkin's lymphoma, atopic diseases such as hay fever, eczema, asthma, a lower risk of 
cardiovascular disease in adulthood. And plus, when you get measles as a child, you can actually protect the children through breast milk. This means all of the mothers that were affected by wild measles are actually transferring that immunity, that, that natural immunity, onto their kids through breast milk. There was a study out of the Journal of Atherosclerosis in 2015, and it showed that measles and mumps, especially in cases of both infections, were associated with a lower risk of mortality from um, cardiovascular disease, and that's one of the leading killers. Does that mean that giving the vaccine, preventing the wild measles, could actually be increasing the cardiovascular, one, one of the leading cause of death in America? by stopping this vaccine? Could be. I'd like to see that study. Um, here's out of the Journal of Pediatrics, 2009. Allergic diseases and atopic sensitization in children relating to measles vaccination and measles infection. Uh, conclusion, our data suggests that measles infection may protect against allergic diseases in children. Wow, think of that. When I was a kid, we used to go to the ballpark and actually be able to purchase peanuts and popcorn. You can, they got peanut-free days now because there's so many allergies. Allergies are epidemic proportion. And this journal article, out of the Journal of Pediatrics, I think that's a pretty pro-vaccine journal, don't you think? Considering 80 to 90% of pediatricians get their income from vaccines, I would say they'd be pro-vaccine. However, they're saying that the actual wild measles infection can reduce allergic diseases. Uh, amazing. So um, it, we're going to, I'm, I'm running out of time here, but there's so many um, things. What about um, Review of Infectious Disease Journal, 1983, Herd Immunity and Measles. Uh, the requ requisite for occurrence of epidemics, namely large enough uh, numbers of susceptibles in frequent contact with each other, uh, exists in virtually all large populations, regardless of the total population um, of the portion that is immune. Okay, let me um, reword this in English. Okay, it's about herd immunity. Now, you get these um, ignorant but well-meaning people saying that you have to have 95% uh, plush um, coverage of the measles vaccine in order to protect those people that can't get it. Well, we're already at 97 and 98%. Okay, coverage. However, did you know that the measles vaccine only works between three and 10 years most? So that means if you have not had a vaccine booster, if you're an adult, let's say that, that unless you're born before 1957, uh, that which actually, by the way, if you were born before 1957, not are you, only are you in the prime of your life, but you're considered by the CDC to be immune to measles. Why? Because you actually had it. That means you're protected for life. And if you're lucky enough to have kids, you can give it on to them. So now let's just say that you have, um, th that, that you were born after 1957 and you haven't had a measles booster. Then you are one of the unvaccinated. That's right. So, Dr. Fauci, have you had your booster? If not, you're one of those infected, unwashed, 
Oh my goodness. I bet you, you know, I'd be spraying you with some lice spray if you're in front of my committee, because I don't know what you could possibly have. So can you see the insanity of this? You know, so, so since we're wiping out the natural measles infection, that was not a big deal, particularly if you had vitamin A sufficiency. This is how they would treat it in Africa and other developing nations, but not now. It's absolutely insane. Now, um, tonight, we're, we're going to go over a number of different, because um, I wanted this to be about the adjuvants of aluminum, but there is so much happening right now, we may have to extend this to next week. But, but here, I want to read you this one article out of the American Journal of Epidemiology, 1984. Quote, with the institution of measles immunization programs, the portion of susceptibles in the population fell to 3.1% from 1978 through 1981, but then began to rise about one-tenth of 1% 1 per year to reach 10.9% in the year 2050. Yes, that's right. Listen to this. What they just said is that because we're weakening the body's immune system with the vaccine, that the number of susceptibles of people that are going to get the measles, uh, and from a weakened state, because they're not getting any immunity from their parents, that it rises one-tenth of a percent a year to where by 2050, even with vaccinating 100% of the population, let's just say 100% of the people, let's say it's total militaristic, you have no freedom of choice, everybody's going to get the vaccines. And by the way, there's over 300 in development. So, you know, you're going to be forced to roll up your sleeve somehow. But it turns out that with 100% vaccine coverage, that there's going to be a greater occurrence of vaccine damage and um measles of the wild virus because you don't have any protection. Now, we're going to go through a number of, of uh, journal articles to support, well, as long as we have the freedom of um, where we can express this information. That would be really nice. If not, we're going to go underground. Uh, they will possibly repeal the First Amendment of free, first free speech. Um, but if not, you know, I'll be in a park, I'll be shouting this out for the rooftops, I'll get a soapbox, I'll stand on it. But people are literally dying for the lack of this information. But let's look at, um, let's look at back in 1984, what the Federal Register said about, because they had a problem with the polio vaccine, in fact. Back then, they were giving an oral polio vaccine that was actually spreading polio. And they knew it. They knew it back in 84. So this is what they, the quote, any possible doubts whether or not well-founded about the safety of the polio vaccine cannot be allowed to exist in the view of the need to assure that the vaccine continued to be used to the maximum extent, end of quote. They knew the vaccine. And in fact, we don't use that vaccine anymore because it was actually causing polio and weakening the immune system. Uh, now, what we're also going to bring up is the aluminum adjuvants inside. Now, this is out of the Lancet uh, Infectious Disease Journal, 2004. Adverse events after immunization with aluminum-containing DTP vaccines, a systemic review of evidence. 
Now, I'm going to read parts of this, and this will be frightening because in science, science is, is never settled. There's always going to be a discussion, an idea that can bounce off. Quote, despite a lack of good quality evidence, we do not recommend that any further research on this topic be undertaken. Wait a second. Is that what it said? Okay, let me read a part of this article because they're assessing the safety of aluminum adjuvants in vaccines. Assessment of safety of aluminum in vaccines is important because replacement of aluminum compounds in currently licensed vaccines would necessitate the introduction of a completely new compound that would have to be investigated before licensing. No obvious candidate to replace aluminum are available, so withdrawal for safety reasons would severely affect the immunogenicity and protective effect of currently licensed vaccines and threaten immunization programs worldwide, end of quote. That's right. If we tell the public that the ingredients in the vaccines, aluminum, um, can damage the central nervous system and damage the person, it could threaten immunization programs worldwide. However, people would be healthier. Okay, so the programs would suffer, but people would be healthier. So now, um, we got to get uh, off the... Um, off our butts and helping people. You need to go to uh, greenmedicalinfo.com and there's a petition that you have to sign. Greenmedicalinfo.com and type in urgent. Unite and raise your voice to protect health freedom. That's going to be in the search engine and it'll send you to Autism Action Network and you can go there and sign up to send your congressman a letter, and it's very simple. You just do a couple of clicks, put your name in there, and it gets off to the government. Also go to uh, Informed Consent Action Network. It's icandecide.org or icandecide.org. And look at the paperwork that they're presenting. And, I mean, this is one of the greatest advocates we got. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I love you.